0: Hi, I'm Max, and welcome to the Power Source Podcast, a place where I talk about old-school games from a new-school perspective. Today we're going to be talking about a game that I have not yet finished, am enjoying greatly, and is actually old-school. This is a game that is just a little bit younger than I am, a game called 13, released in 2003. Uh, I originally, uh, most games I don't play without some sort of intention behind it, without seeing somebody else play it or getting some, some kind of recommendation for it but i saw this on steam and i i don't even know why i added it to my steam wish list but i did i guess because it just looked cool um i honestly think i thought that it was a, a a retro shooter at first without realizing that it was legitimately from 2003 um but i just added it to my wish list and i didn't think too much about it until my good friend jay who has been on the podcast a couple times Decided, uh, you know, he he wanted to give me a surprise, uh, for Hanukkah on his behalf, and uh, gifted it to me, and I, you know, was like, oh, cool, I'll play this later, and I put it aside, but then I realized, oh, I have to record a podcast. <laughs> what games do I have? And uh, I saw, it. I'm like, okay, well, I might just give it a try, and I'll review it, and I didn't expect to enjoy it as much as I did. So, what is thirteen from two thousand and three? It is, uh. Game. It's a first-person shooter based off of a 1984 Belgian comic book of the same name. It um it follows a man uh, who we'll know uh who we'll refer to as thirteen from from uh for the duration of this review for as a spoiler free review mostly just to kind of keep any obvious plot points hidden. Uh, follows a guy named Thirteen who has lost his memory and is being framed for the assassination of a of a president, of an American president. And he has to work together with some other uh, military people and some people who knew him before he lost his memory in order to clear his name and also expose a conspiracy, conspiracy that is deep-rooted within the American government. And um, I'll get into the story in a bit, but let me talk about how it is visually, because as uh, my longtime listeners may know, I have heavy emphasis on art style, and that is what drew me to this uh, series in the first place. And I, re- Ooh, I love it. It's got a lot of things that I find in my own art, in the drawings that I make, which is uh, blocky, uh, stylized, uh almost of a comic book look it has less of a comic book look from the comic books that it came from but still still does the comic book cell shading thing very very well the models are all very they have very low polygon they were kind of almost of half-life um but they they look very very good uh, smooth models but they have a very nice looking cell shading that gives them Well, they look like they look like a comic book, a nice depth to it while still being aesthetically pleasing to have on your screen. One thing that upsets me the frequent use of Comic Sans, um, which is often used in mission descriptions, uh, in the menus. I wish I could change it, it's upsetting to me. As somebody who is into design for a really long time, seeing Comic Sans used genuinely in a video game of this caliber is heartbreaking. It's so awful. Um, <laughs> so that was not good. That was upsetting to me. Uh, so this game uh, is a... it is a stealth game. It reminded me of a different game that I started playing and did not get very far in because it was a very difficult Deus Ex. Uh, but it was easier than Deus Ex, so Deus Ex came out first. And, uh, I liked... I liked that it was easier. So, we'll get that. I'll get into that a little bit, but as for visually... Because it is based off of a lot of a comic book, it often has a lot of comic book elements in it that serve as game mechanics. So, for example, when you get somebody, uh, when you kill somebody, there are sort of like action lines and there's, you know, sort of text of them saying no as they die. So it's an indicator that you've got them, that they're dead so you can move on to the next guy. And there's also, uh, and I I thought that was so cool because it looked like if you just took a a screenshot, it would look like a picture from a comic book. Um, And there's also another thing where if you snipe somebody with using any sort of um, sniping tool, that be a harpoon, that be the the sniper rifle, or the uh, the crossbow, which I think are the three sniper like weapons. um, It kind of has this sort of uh, inset like picture of like frame by like. Of like shots of the person getting shot through the head or like shot through the ear depending on where you shot it which I thought was so interesting and it was kind of like a bang 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 like you know sort of artistic kind of telling you you got them right in the head and uh, it feels really good there's not that much blood I thought there would be more but there actually wasn't as much blood as I thought there was going to be but I, I really love that it gets a little bit tedious after a while after every single headshot because I got pretty good at getting headshots in the game Like one shot kills, right? So it was, uh, it gets a little bit tedious, but it's still pretty satisfying. It feels really good whenever you see the visual indicators, and uh, on top of other comic book elements, comic fans, right? You know, drawing back to that, there's also sort of a sixth sense that 13 has, which is if he stops moving, apart from audio cues that you know you can hear as a player. You can also see through walls the words tap, 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 written in sort of a comic book style font of the enemies or other characters' footsteps so that you can kind of gauge where they are through the wall, which maybe for a video game at the time, especially with the kind of since it was released originally on the PlayStation 2, it um it, it might have been a little bit harder for players to to, to hear that sort of the the soundscape exactly where the enemies were and might be walking themselves into situations so allowing for the the player to visualize where they are in a very subtle way that doesn't exactly have like the outline imagine hit like a hitman game where it has like the outline or like kind of uh you can see through walls like where the characters are um it's it's very uh it's subtle and it works and honestly it helped me a lot during the game and I really liked it Now that that's out of the way, wait, no, another thing, one thought, um, I didn't like, okay, wait, okay, wait, I didn't like that the cutscenes were pre-rendered, so now that I'm on a bigger resolution than the, it was originally made for, it does not look nice, they are very crunchy cutscenes, and I wish, I, I think there's a mod to get them AI upscaled, but they do not look very nice it is a little bit upsetting but there's another thing the comic book thing that i really love is that during gameplay not during cutscenes, but during gameplay whenever a character is speaking to you they have a sort of they have a speech bubble uh that kind of appears at the top of the screen like a subtitle but it, but it has a little you know a little tail that would point towards them and depending on where you're looking the little tail will move so that it's always pointing at the character that's speaking which I thought was super intuitive, and I really loved that. That was one of my favorite things. I wrote that down. I was like, this is so cute. I don't want to talk about this so bad. Okay, so you can visualize it in your head now. So let me talk a little bit about the game. Wait, I had some notes. Let me write about, uh, let me tell you about some information about it. 2003, we got that. Um, On GOG.com, it got a 4.1 out of 5 rating, which I think is pretty good. The developers were Ubisoft, Southend Interactive, and one called Zynik. It was released originally on PlayStation 2, but later ported to a bunch of other platforms. It's also won uh, a Satellite Award for Most innovative Story Design and Interactive Media. Which I did not know, and I had to was Googling just now, (laughs) researching before the podcast to get some baseline information. So... This game, from what I understand, received mixed to neutral reviews upon its release, but over the years has kind of gathered a cult following. So, uh, the opening (laughs) cutscene? The opening cutscene, let me tell you a little bit about the gameplay. The opening cutscene is straight up the assassination of John F. Kennedy, except it's not John F. Kennedy. I was shocked i did not know what the scheme i went in completely blind said let's play made my new made a new profile you know set up the controls whatever press the button let's press start cutscene starts it's i'm like hey it looks kind of like the jfk hey wait a second and then you know everything was playing out and and then the game started and you basically wake up uh and you have no memory of no you have no idea who you are or where you are or what happened to you but there's a lifeguard that found you and she's like hey come on is everything okay you have gunshot wounds in your chest like let's get you to a hospital and i thought this was kind of goofy but she like so you got gunshots wounds in your chest and you washed up on a shore and this lifeguard's like making you walk like to the to the thing i'm like girl carry him <laughs> you're a lifeguard aren't you trained for this like you should be carrying this guy you should be laying him down and not moving him but she's like making him walk and i thought it was kind of ridiculous um but yeah, so, you know, are uh, those kind of ridiculous? But you do kind of wake up, and then there are these guys coming after you, and you hallucinate a helicopter, and you start kind of getting flashbacks that don't make a lot of sense. And then it's, uh, you know, spoiler warning from here on anything that I'm going to spoiler, uh, not too much because I'm not too far into the story. But uh, f- spoiler warning uh, I think it's it's like you might have killed the president. But you don't remember killing the president, so there's a lot of people framing you for something. You're not sure if you did, and then maybe you didn't do it, and then people are telling you you didn't do it, but then maybe you did. So it's a lot of uh, fighting bad guys, realizing what side you're on, and then fighting for the good. And honestly, I, I've always kind of been a fan of. Um, I've always kind of been a fan of FBI, CIA, sort of secret undercover cop stories. I, I really like those kind of stories. They're the kind of novels I read on uh, a very frequent basis. Not so much military novels, but I do like cop stories and I like stories about the FBI and the CIA. So this was right up my alley. This was a government conspiracy, fighting the bad guys, kicking butt, saving the American, saving the, the American public, but saving the saving the, the good of the country. And I'm not Particularly a patriot, um, of anywhere that I've ever particularly lived, but I I've always kind of found those things to be very inspiring, and uh, very fun. They're just it's one of my favorite genres. So, um, I like that story was very straightforward, but intriguing. Like intriguing, I, I was always intrigued. I was, I'm still excited to see. I have, I have fourteen hours on the game. It was supposed to take eight apparently, but I'm kind of a perfectionist and i want to see where this finishes um and from uh, what i've read on some of the reviews i've read the game ends on a cliffhanger because it was uh the first couple uh issues in the comic book but not the complete uh, series so it didn't finish completely but because it didn't get that much of a uh didn't get super great reviews they didn't think it was worth putting any more money to but you know we'll uh, i'll talk a little bit more about that later But I like the story a lot, so far. It's intriguing, Uh, I think things are becoming a little bit clearer now. And it's like you you kind of move from a phase of total confusion to beginning to understand and then to doing what needs to be done. And really excited to see where it's going. There's a lot of very interesting characters. Uh, The the story is delivered excellently. The voice acting is not half bad. Um, And the environments are great. I like uh, the the environments are not as sometimes there are some levels that get really confusing where I end up going in circles for like th- like ten minutes before like restarting the level and just doing it again. But um, they have a cult- cool cover system and it is a stealth game, so it's it's good stealth. It's good stealth. I'm getting into the gameplay now. It's good stealth. It's not as hard as Deus Ex because with Deus Ex I could not get a hang of stealth because deus ex is super heavy on stealth and never killing anyone and do not do this and if you kill anyone you'd be like you messed up and then you have to try the whole thing again and it was very very difficult but with 13 it felt like um well if it said do not kill uh, like for example in one of the, the first missions is like you are in a bank and you are trying to get out and one of the one of the objectives is do not kill the bank staff, and it physically will not let you harm the bank staff in like a fatal way. So it won't let you shoot a gun at them. But there are other ways of disabling your opponents, such as throwing things at them, throwing chairs, um, bricks, ashtrays, you know, bottles and stuff, and knocking them out. And that, that you can do that, but it is not allowed to uh, to to kill them. So you know they shoot at you, but you can't exactly do much back to them. Um, it's, that was a little bit difficult, but because the game physically stops you, it kind of it makes you work around it a little bit more, and uh, stealthing was much easier than Deus Ex because I felt with Deus Ex I was like sneaking around and somehow always getting caught, and I was somehow all oh, somebody always spotted me. But in this one, it felt a little bit easier, and I was a really big fan of that. The port, uh, the actual physical port of the game, like from PS Two to PC. Was not it's not super great because sometimes there are just like buttons that I just like don't know. It's like the action button, and I'm like, oh, what's the action button? And then I have to go and Google a guide online, and it turns out the action button was F. I'm like, what do you mean? Uh, so it's it's like, it's like oh, sometimes the inventory is Q, and sometimes it's F, depending on what item you're using, and it's a little bit convoluted. But you know, once you get the hang of it, it's uh, they're a little bit hard to grasp the controls. Once you get a hang of it, it works out pretty well. I did not like that switching between weapons takes a long time. A lot of the time in a lot of games, there's this advice where switching between weapons is faster than reloading. So, well, and also reloading takes a long time, but switching between weapons is faster than reloading. So, I will have my gun out, I'll have my pistol out, shoot it, realize my mag is empty, and then I'm like, cool, I'll switch to my, uh, to my, like, uh, AR quick, like AR to my AR, and get gun these guys down. But then it, I, I, have, I cycle through and it cycles through every single weapon, then takes out the AR, loads it, and then I shoot. And by well, that time, I'm already dead. So it's a lot of like strategic hiding and moving, and it gets really tedious because I know it's not about blasting through the enemies because that's not what this is about, but it still feels like a, a drag on the the experience. And oof, it, it annoyed me. It did not, it really bothered me. And sometimes it feels slippery. Move the movement, there is a, a tool you you usually have, which is like a grappling hook. And so you grapple to things and you can, you know, it, it's got buttons so you go up or down, and then you can swing side to side. And jumping, felt like I was jumping f- like on ice platforms in most video games from one side to the other. And I always felt like, I said, if I jump now, I'm going to over-jump it, and I'm going to fall down. And then I wouldn't, but it always felt like I was about to. So, it's a little bit, oh, it's a little bit of an issue. But I did not have, it was a little bit of an issue. But when I'm not doing that, the gameplay feels very good. Um, I'm, I'm, I've gotten better at video games since, uh, since I started gaming more. And uh, since I started this podcast, really. And you know, my aim has gotten better. And on top of that, I I feel like headshots are easier in this game. Characters are are sometimes bullet sponges. If you've never heard that term, bullet sponge is when an enemy takes many bullets to take down when in reality, you know, a regular man gets a bullet to the chest and that will be fatal. Um, But with you know the army char- certain characters are stronger than others obviously a security low level security guard and then an, you know a guy in the army are not gonna have the same level of of uh protective wear right but sometimes I felt like enemies were bullet sponges and I pelted them with bullets and they just would not die it got annoying but whenever um I'm being you know I'm thinking about it rather than just trying to punch my way out of it it feels really good I get them in the head i can whenever I'm being sneaky about it and it feels really satisfying and it makes me feel like i'm in a spy movie and a comic book all wrapped into one and it is a really nice experience it's um it's really good as for the weapons um i think there's 16 there's 16 weapons i don't think i've seen all of them yet i think i'm i think i've seen most of them probably like 10. um the level i'm on right now i'm using a harpoon so it's pretty sick don't use it a ton because it works the best underwater because the rest of the weapons will work underwater but it's cool but my favorite weapon used to be the shotgun and then it became the, um, the crossbow, which in Half-Life, uh, Half-Life 2, there's also a crossbow weapon that I am not very good at using, but it's very overpowered and I figured it had the same thing. And yeah, one, um, one crossbow to the head is an instant kill, whereas a couple crossbows to the chest like it takes a while to load so really it's about timing it perfectly and getting them right in the head and i like sneaking up on people and doing that and then getting that sort of like bang 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 three shots three images of the enemy getting shot in the like this different stages of getting shot in the head and it's really satisfying and it feels really great to do the shotgun also feels nice blasting people is fairly easy and it feels really good because it usually gets them in one shot or gets them in at least two. Uh, the pistols, um, they're fine. There's a couple different ones. I like the revolver better than the two pistol options because I think there's two. I I'm not exactly, I don't exactly remember. I don't love the Uzis. I don't listen. I don't love the Uzis because they're just not my favorite kind of gun in video games in general. And I feel too much like da. you know, right? But... I had to use them in a rev level a little while ago. And I gotta say, it felt like a mafia movie. Because I ended up, there's you know, if you press the, the alt button, the left, uh, right mouse click, it's like the alt fire. And I had, I got to use, I got to pull out two guns at the same time. And basically gun this bad guy down. And it really did feel like I was in a mafia movie. Because of the way he was like, you know, moving and throwing his arms around and falling down with a bunch of holes in him. And I was like, oof. Now this is brutal. This is less refined than the than the snipers that I'm more fond of, and the and the the buckshot shotguns that get you in one shot that I'm more fond of. But it still feels pretty good. Um, so what else do I have to say about this? Okay, so I'm not actually done the game yet, so I can't give my official true 100 percent completed review though i had to try to beat as much as uh, as much as of, excuse me i had to try to beat as much of it as i could in like two days so i ended up playing for a total of uh probably 14 hours over the course of two days trying to beat it and i got probably a little bit more than halfway done from what i've from like the the guides that i've looked at but um it's 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 really good so far, and I would highly recommend it. But I got some side notes to make. Turns out they made a mobile game called Thirteen Two Lost Memories or something, and I have not looked into it, and I do not intend to. It does not look that good. But the worst part. Wait, not the wait. We'll get into the worst part later. There's another thing. This game, Thirteen, not yeah Thirteen Two Thousand Three. Has multiplayer which I have not tried yet and I intend to try once I'm done maybe I will get back to you on that in a follow-up episode but uh, I am very scared about what the uh, multiplayer for this could look like because from what I've heard or from what I've personally seen multiplayer servers for games that are over 10 years old are full of people who are have been playing the game uh, for 10 years and so they are really really good they are so good. They know that those weapons better than the back of their own hands. And for somebody like me, who's uh, fairly new to first-person shooters and yeah, you know, kind of gaming at this level, oh, I am not good at multiplayer servers. I am fine in solo, and I love doing solo. And I would play against bots for hours if I could. But multiplayer, I am very scared of that. But I will try it out for you, my dear listener. I will try it out. So. What is our worst part from Old well, Please*? The worst part is that they made a remake in 2020 and it looks so bad. Disclaimer, I have not played it. That being said, one glance at it made me realize that it visually it took away everything that made the original good. Uh, and from what I've heard, uh, here's from reviews that I have read over the internet from people who have played the game and websites. Uh, is that gameplay-wise, it has so many glitches, it feels like a like a pre-beta, like an alpha, and it should not have been released in the state it was released in. It felt like a poor imitation of the original rather than a tribute, and the design choice was awful. I wish I could include videos and I would make a link to this visually, but my goodness, so, as I've explained, the original is meant to look like a comic book. That, you know, the it was based off of a comic book. And this took all of that and threw it out the window. It said, we're going to do something stylized without actually caring about what comic books look like. But it like it's trying to look like comic books from now, rather than comic books from before. When it was made, or what it was based off of. Which is upsetting. Upsetting. Because... Like, see I think this game, that the, the 13, and another game I review called um, Fallen Aces, have very similar design philosophies. They have very similar design origins too, but are not uh, exactly the same. I think they have similar energies. But Fallen Aces is a tribute to noir films and noir comics. And it captures that design perfectly in the character design, lighting choices, weapon choices, environment design. Everything about it is made with absolute love for noir movies and noir comics. And this remake is basically looking at the original and said, no, 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 we could do this better. And then made every model smooth, like not cell shaded Kind of very generic looking. It changed uh, a character, her hair design, and her just in general her design changed it so completely that it makes me want to cry. I small mini rant here. There's a character named Jones who is kind of your your uh, handler, main character, like friend buddy, and she is black woman and she's got kind of a protective style in the original game in two thousand three. She's got a protective style. She's got braids, but she's got them done in kind of like a little bun in order to, you know, keep her hair protected while she does things. And then in the remake, in the remake, it looks like somebody took a pom-pom and glued glued it to the head of a bald Barbie. And it is disappointing, heartbreaking, and disgusting to look at. It is so awful looking. I don't know who greenlit that design choice and i hope that they can't sleep whenever some whenever this podcast get played i hope that this person cannot sleep because it is genuinely heartbreaking to see that like a, a hairstyle on a, a black woman done accurately and well in 2003 and then get ruined in 2020 how how have we gone backwards in time with these kind of was ridiculous it's legitimately upsetting um anyways so the design choice It did not look like a comic book. It was so smooth and generic and looked like every other sort of stylized shooter that was on the market and that's why it did so awful. It got 1.5 on GOG, the same website that to the that 13 2003 got a 4.1 out of 5. This got one like 1.2 out of 5. It was awful. People did not like it. I think if I could fix it I would make it look more like Telltale Games styled like I would ask telltale to make it in this style because telltale gets it they get it they get it they get it google any sort of telltale games video games and they look like they were ripped out of a comic book but a recent one one from the from, from the early 2000s or from the mid like 2010 it looks it's they have the characters have lines on their faces that that look just like a drawing but there are 3D models so that any screenshot looks like it could be printed and on a comic book. Exactly like the two, like 13, 2003 was. Or that I think it was at least. And it was just so heartbreaking to see that they basically ruined it and just awful. Uh, but at least you can still get the original and uh, the remake is pretty much been thrown to the garbage. Uh, final thoughts on this? I'm excited to finish the rest of it, I might do uh, uh, another episode on this, I'll think about it, but I think I want to vary it a little bit, and I think once I've done this one, I'm going to give Deus Ex another shot, just now that I've gotten better at gaming than I was when I got it uh, two years ago. Well, that's all for today, thank you so much for listening, I'm Max, and this is the Power Source Podcast, thank you.